0: And we also have Simon Helberg, mm-hmm. um, who's famously known, known for yeah the uh, the one of the worst TV shows of all time, The Big Bang Theory. Hey, um, my mom loves me.
1: that show. Okay,
0: fight me, Elijah. <laughs> my, fight me. <laughs> but um, but uh, he's he's pretty great in it. But the this movie is absolutely insane.
1: Wow, it's a new year. Does it feel like yeah. it for you, Justin? No, <laughs> no. Not yet. What is gonna have to happen for you to be like, oh, okay, it's twenty twenty two? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. It's just gonna be a sporadic moment. It's just like, oh,
0: yep, yeah, there it is. Since since twenty twenty, everything's been pretty much the same. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's it feels like one just year stretched. It's like it's like uh, uh I feel like we're in volumes right now. Like like 2020 was first volume, now we're uh 2021 was twenty 2020 twenty volume two, and now we're just at volume three.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that.
0: a cynical sounds like a cynical way of looking at it, but I mean like but I could see that
1: for me. I think maybe I'm gonna feel like it's twenty twenty two when I see the new scream because I've been waiting for that.
0: Yeah, dude. No, we're just we done.
1: Yeah, we get that
0: so soon. We get that within the next uh, uh, two weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. I gotta gear up for that. Like, I'm, I gotta start like getting in that mindset of that next movies are gonna come out again that I've been waiting for. Like Spider Man yeah. came and went. I feel how I feel now. Now it's all up to scream, screams <laughs> holding my nostalgia again.
0: I wanted to see Spider Man yesterday, but uh, things fell through. Damn, you still so, haven't seen it, huh? I still haven't seen it, but you know, I know. I know pretty much everything that happened though because I just couldn't help myself. I needed right. to so I saw some <clears throat> I saw some stuff, but uh yeah, I want to actually like see it though, you know, and like not go on Reddit.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's still worth experiencing, definitely. I mean, it's a Spider-Man movie, so
0: yeah, it's the ultimate Spider-Man movie.
1: Yeah, some yeah, some say. <laughs>
0: I mean, I've heard it um being like I've heard that it's, like, really good, but people are comparing it uh, unfavorably to Spider-Verse, which I already said, You, I think you and I already said mm-hmm. in the beginning we've heard that they were going to have all the Spider-Men in it. I was kind of like, mean, okay, Sony So much Sony time saw... has passed
1: that I feel like I can say that I think this movie is definitely going to be integrated into Spider-Verse, especially because Spider-Verse is a part, two-parter. So the second uh-huh. part is, it's a trilogy, so the third one I feel like could be, like, at the very end, it's gonna be like show all four Spider-Man and finally show like the live-action Miles Morales or something.
0: Uh-huh. That'd be I cool.
1: Something like that.
0: That'd be cool. That would be interesting if they do another live-action Spider-Man movie because I know that Tom. It's got to be something like that. Back, yeah, yeah, it really does. Because if they just try to recast Spider-Man again, I think people are gonna be like, yeah, "Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah." What episode is this? Forty-two. <clears throat> yeah, we're, wow. we're almost done we're almost at our one year yeah i think you have some things to do we might do something cool maybe have some like one year anniversary limited merch i don't know maybe that's a Mm -hmm. a, we'll we'll see (laughs) yeah
0: and i was just thinking about that was like dude like because we started this like in march right
1: um february february February. oh damn so it's coming
0: it's coming close this yeah. is the longest relationship I've had in a long time.
1: <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> it's, going, it's going strong, I think, though.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, welcome to History of Popcorn, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost a year into doing this, which is insane mm-hmm. to think about. But uh, we're still here, and we made it through 2021, and all the movies that came out of it, good and bad. But this week, Justin and I... We're going to be talking about our favorites of this year. If you don't know what History of Popcorn is and you are just tuning in suddenly, just clicked and you find yourself here. Uh, History of Popcorn is just, a—I would say, a plethora of fun. That's how it says in the description. But we are a celebration of all things films. We do movie news. We do uh what we haven't done in a long time. DECOM revisited. Mm-hmm. Where we revisit. Uh, disney channel original movies we have to do that really soon because it's been a while but uh
0: yeah we didn't do one christmas disney uh decom.
1: that's insane yeah well the holidays i, know. Seemed, I don't know there's a lot going on i feel like in december for us too. yeah yeah i guess you yeah, know I... your hosts elijah <laughs> and that's justin right
0: I was just gonna say, since we're doing like our, our top ten movies of the year, mm-hmm. I I did I did manage just to to do a top ten. Actually, surprisingly, <laughs> I
1: did manage to do it. <laughs> I thought,
0: well, I mean, like, I just thought it was gonna be a lot harder, oh, but okay. like I like the movies that I listed out. Like, I think I listed out like out of all the movies I saw this so year, like twelve like really stuck out to me, and then picking out like the ten was like actually a lot easier. But I have I have not seen a lot of movies.
1: Yeah, like you said, there are a lot of movies that I haven't seen either, which is normal because I I miss a lot of movies and it takes yeah. me a while to catch up. <laughs> yeah, you said you haven't seen yeah. a lot. Um, but uh, so the way my list goes though is I start make I make a list as after a movie I'm like that's gonna make it on my list, and then as soon as I reach ten movies, I just start bumping movies off the list. So. I that, that's been my method for the last few years. Um, so everything that I have is chronological of mm-hmm. when I saw it, not when it came out, but when I saw it. So yeah, the big disclaimer is that both of us have a lot to catch up on still. I still have to see the French Dispatch. I still have to see, there's still quite a few that I've, I've just seen Nightmare Alley as well. There's like, yeah, the disclaimer is yeah. that we have to see a lot, but um, I but guess we're trying we are trying our best we will get around to seeing the other movies but um let's get right into it i will let you start from wherever you want to start
0: <laughs> so i actually did um i was just going to have it be where there's like no order but i actually right. did put an order on this one because like i said i thought this was gonna be a lot harder but actually it was from pretty... least
1: favorite to favorite no no, no. well i mean oh, like okay. you know,
0: these are all these are all my favorite movies of the year, but okay. you know, it's just like, I have like a 10, nine, eight, blah, blah. blah. Oh,
1: um, yeah, but then I, and then, down. okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but I'm going to start us off with uh, number 10 is for me. I thought I was not going to like this movie. I didn't really like the trailers, but then I watched it and I thought it was such a positive and funny movie. It's not that original, but I just thought it was really, really funny. It's a free guy with
1: Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that is a great yeah. one.
0: Yeah. I just think it's one, it's one of those movies where like, it's not it, like it, it's, it's pretty stupid and it's not very original, but for as much as it does in it, it's pretty much the Lego movie, but it, I don't know. There's just something about it that I just thought was like really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching it, the entire time I was watching it, I had a huge smile on my face and it wasn't forgettable too. Like there are a lot of scenes in it that I actually still remember like right now. And I was like, that was actually really, really funny or really clever or really cute. Like there's a lot of cute shit. Cute moments in the movie too, but um, but yeah, it's nothing really to write home about. But I mean, like for what we've been through the past couple years, this is a movie where I'm like, okay, this is like something that we really need. Where you can shut your off and you can have a lot of fun with it, and there are a lot of fun characters and actors that are having fun, even though Ryan Reynolds is pretty much doing the same thing in, in this movie. He's like so. In other movies, we see him and he's so kind of cynical but this one he's like it's a complete opposite it's just he's his character is very sweet and innocent Mm -hmm. and you really do care about him and i don't know i liked all the i liked
1: it a lot so i I liked that one too a lot i thought it i actually liked it a lot more than i thought i would because uh yeah um not because all the reasons you said it was just very good and you feel good afterward and Mm it's a feel-good movie it was one of the best like i i think that one went under the radar Maybe it didn't. Mm -mm. I think, I don't know how well it did in the box office, but the way I started to think about it after I saw the matrix resurrections, I was like talking, talking about it later. I was like, I feel like everyone should just watch free guy instead. Yes. to feel better. Like they'll feel a lot better about it afterward. Cause I, I still don't, I can't wrap my head around the matrix resurrections. Maybe one day we'll talk about it in the coming weeks. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Free guy is, 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 uh, is a good pick. Number 10. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's really good. Actually. Um, um, I agree with everything you said. Um, so this was the first one that I wrote down last year. Um, this one is Malcolm and Marie. It was the Netflix movie that they shot. Oh, yeah. And it was a big deal that they shot it over the pandemic. It was a very tiny production. Malcolm and Marie is the Zendaya. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, Washington, uh, Jonathan,
0: Jonathan, David, Wa- John, yeah. J- David, Washington, John,
1: David, Washington, Denzel's son. They made this movie It's just them. And it takes place in one night, which are, I always love movies like that. And it's by um, the creator of euphoria. I've only seen um, two of his movies, which was assassination nation and Malcolm and Marie. I haven't seen euphoria, but it's from, Sam Levinson the creator of that so you can kind of get this visual idea that he's going to do something creative with it but he uh, shot this on black and white film so it's it's uh, to me in my head when I was watching the movie all the shots are very important and uh, time-consuming especially because it's on film which is just a lot different to me as a, as a person who knows how that, like all that, how, like the conversion of it is not easy anymore. And it's actually dying in, and, and it's people want to get that visual. And as, as annoying as that might sound to people, like that's a huge thing that I took away from it was like how delicate they were about the process of making this film, especially during the, you know, pandemic right in the peak of it, like right when everything started. So they didn't know how to do it, but so they're as careful as possible. And the acting is good. The story is very simple. It's just a relationship between um, a screenwriter, I believe, and an actress. It's really good. It's a really good movie. Zendaya's performance really shows.
0: I totally forgot about that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely forgot about. And that was like the, like, I'm pretty sure like the first movie to like have like a production during the pandemic, I believe. Yeah.
1: Like the yeah, it was it was such a small production too, which is just went under like not under the radar, but like yeah, they had to they had to do it that way, which was insane to me. Yeah,
0: especially compared to uh, Assassination Nation, I would have never guessed that that was the same director because that movie's is yeah. fucking batshit insane.
1: I didn't know that was until I was just looking this up too. I was like, wow, <laughs> I forgot. He's also
0: Sam Levinson is also. The son of Barry Levinson, the guy that did uh, Rain Man and uh, 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 Good Morning Vietnam,
1: oh, a lot wow. of good,
0: yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good movies. He kind of, he kind of went to the bad territory, but you know, he still did some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I need to, I need to watch that one still.
1: Oh wow, still you haven't seen that?
0: I still haven't watched. I totally forgot about that. Number nine for me is. One of the funniest movies I've I've seen in quite a long time, and I've seen it plenty of times now, and I totally forgot it came out this year because this year just like I said, like it's just been long. So, but uh, uh it's mm-hmm. Barb and Star go to Vista Mar.
1: Still haven't have seen rec- that,
0: dude. Oh my god, I'm not even, I'm not gonna talk too much about it because mm-hmm. I mean, like I just feel like people should go see it, and the best part is not knowing what's to come. But I just keep I just call it my comparison is if uh, Wayne's World or no, sorry, if Austin Powers and Wet Hot American Summer had a baby and the baby somehow managed to be like a little bit funnier than either one, which is saying a lot. And it's like I'm and I can't praise this movie enough. Um, It stars Kristen Wiig and um, oh, man, her her co-writing partner. They both they both wrote um, bridesmaids. This is their follow up to to bridesmaids. Annie Malo might be messing up that last name, but <laughs> um, but she's hysterical. But also a shout out to Jamie Dornan, who's best known as for Fifty Shades of Grey and the new Belfast movie, which I should add to that list. I haven't seen that yet, but I've heard good things. Um, but no, this movie is absolutely hysterical. It's insane, and it's just everyone should watch it. It's on Hulu. So there's no excuse anymore. So everyone should just go see it. It's really, really funny. So yeah, that's my number nine. I don't want to go. I'm surprised
1: I haven't seen that yet. Have you talk, you have talked about it a few times over the year. Um, Yeah, that's also, I'm going to watch that really soon then.
0: And every single person that I've had watch it or I've watched it with all left being like, this is, it's stupid as hell, but it's (laughs) so funny. And it's good to have a good, stupid comedy like this again it feels like a comedy from and i say this in the best way it feels like a comedy from the early 2000s to mid 2010s where you just don't give a shit just go balls to the wall and it is kind of the method of throwing things at a wall and seeing what sticks but Mm -hmm. somehow everything fucking sticks even if it's this most ludicrous stupidest thing in the entire world it's absolutely amazing that's
1: awesome (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, is the passion is strong in that one i've always noticed that so i do um i think you might have this on your list. This next one came out um, February, and it is Nobody, Bob Odenkirk's mm-hmm. Nobody, where he finally plays the action star. Better Call Saul's Bob Odenkirk. buzz yes. Who is, Bob. Um, we had a little scare last year about him, but he's A-OK. But Nobody was, it was, I feel like, I don't know. It's a very good action film in the way it's like better than what better than taken, I think. And in the way of someone going into action as their genre, like hopefully Bob Odenkirk does some incredible stuff after this, that like he wants to do like produce himself. Cause I guess he reached out to the screenwriter or something to Mm -hmm. write a movie or an action movie with him. And then they like reached out to the director and they made this Bob Odenkirk wanted to make an action film basically. And this is what they came up with. Um, so I think that's really cool. And I hope he does more of this kind of stuff where he can really embody a character like he did in nobody. <laughs> 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 so everyone should watch that. And Christopher Lloyd is in it. If that's a spoiler for you, I'm sorry. Cause it was, I think he might've been in the trailers, but I forgot. Um, he's incredible. And it was good to see Christopher Lloyd. So go see nobody. If you get a chance.
0: Yeah, that's, that is definitely on my list and I'll save my thoughts for that until I get to it. Um, so, um, that, that was your number nine, right? Uh, yes. All right, And my number eight, this movie came out just recently, like literally like, uh, like not even a week ago or maybe exactly a week ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a very controversial movie. People don't, it's very divisive. People don't really like it that much. And people really do love it. I think you know I'm talking about. It's called Don't Look Up.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Oh yeah. Dude, no. Okay. So I've now watched the movie three times and I I just think it's great. Like I know I see what, what people don't like about it, but it's just everything that I actually do love. And even though it is um, it's really, really funny. It's probably Adam McKay's like funniest satire. Like not including um, uh, his Will Ferrell movies. This little like weird trilogy that he's doing right now with The Big Short, Vice, and Don't Look Up, where they're comedies, but they're fucking depressing and real and t- telling you the truth of what's really going on. <laughs>
1: yeah. Depending on
0: how you look at everything, but um, it's it's really 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 fucking funny, but it's also just fucking depressing. And don't expect it's not a feel good movie. I'm like free guy. I was talking about mm-hmm. it is not it's not a movie you believe being like oh i feel good about myself it's a movie where you're just like oh this could like happen like any any year now and that's absolutely terrifying but it's still really the cast is great leonardo DiCaprio has one of the greatest um movie monologue rants i've seen in a long time where it's it's really funny but it's like he just He's great. In it. And, I, and I'm not a big fan of Leonardo DiCaprio, but he can act like a motherfucker. And like this movie, he he does a great job. Even Jennifer Lawrence does a great job. And I haven't said that in for, oh, forever. And she she even does a great job. But the biggest standout is Jonah Hill. It's just great to see Jonah Hill. And he has so many moments in this, especially at the end, like this little tiny monologue. At the end, like less than a minute long monologue. And his his acting is just perfect. And I just think that he it was just great to see him do that again. I loved it. I know a lot of people didn't really like it that much. It is a little long, it's a little too long, but I don't know. I I thought it was great. And you have just a lot of people in it, and everybody's utilized very well. I didn't think that there was one actor that wasn't um uh, utilized very well, like even Ron Perlman, who's not even in it for that long, he has <laughs> yeah. he had he, he has great great shit that he says he's the astronaut yeah. and like he it's it's literally modern day Dr. Love. and if you don't know Dr. Love, then this movie and that it's gonna be it's a great double feature but once again it's gonna be the most depressing double feature of all time but it's very entertaining it's very funny but it's definitely not gonna make you be like oh, I feel good about the
1: world <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I I just forgot that um what's his name was in that movie too and they cut him out and I was like dang I wonder what he was gonna do it was um, Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was supposed oh, to be, yeah. s- do something in it, but they want to cut, cut a scene or something. I don't know what he was supposed to do. The same thing with um,
0: um, John C. Riley was supposed to be in it, too.
1: Const- oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't and see so him in that. So either,
0: yeah. They probably had like, they, yeah, like knowing how, already how long this movie was, they probably could have made like a mini series off of this.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, though. It, it, mm-hmm. it is. It is worth watching. Just yeah, um, be in a safer environment when you do watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That one didn't make my list and I thought it would. Don't look up. But uh, this next one is a Nicolas Cage movie. Can you guess what it is? A pig? It is pig, which is now um, on Hulu. Hey. So Still everyone can it. watch it. So now that you know, it's on my list of favorite movies of 2021, which was a year of a lot of we can all watch pig the movie where um it sounds pretty strange on paper but it is what it is uh (laughs) nicholas cage has to find his truffle pig in um i think it's southern oregon and uh he has to run to portland the city where he has avoided going for years and years and years with um, this young man who's played by Alex Wolf, who gives a very, very good performance. After seeing this performance of his, I think he should play so many roles. I think he should play um, Robin in DC. I think he should play um, Harry Osborn for Spider-Man. I think he should play everything after this movie because right. he gives a very good performance um but it goes in a direction it's very it's a pretty dark movie and it goes in a direction that i i was not expecting at all like the it's like a unraveling type of movie where you just demand answers and it really immerses you for the first time director pig is beautiful and it made me want to shoot a movie in oregon really bad
0: <laughs> yeah i still need to see that i really do yeah it's really
1: it's yeah it's quite somber. It's a very somber performance from Nicolas Cage actually. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. All
0: right. Uh so yeah, so my number 7 is um In the Heights. Um Elijah this might be on your list as well cuz him and I really like this movie this year. But um it was one of like the three musicals I'm I'm going to be talking about <laughs> on this that are on this list. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, In the Heights is Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh his very first uh broadway production where he composed the 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 music he wrote the songs and he wrote the book and he also starred in the original production this is the movie adaptation of that show and it completely just completely blew me away like i just loved i loved everything about it it's 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 if you especially if you love lin-manuel miranda and his his stuff which he had a huge year this year um then you'll, you'll absolutely love this movie. The cinematography especially is just absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the choreography, there's this one scene, 96,000, when they're singing about this lottery ticket and they're at this pool, which is one of the most, uh, like one of the, one of the most of visual pleasing Mm -hmm. um, musical sequences I've seen in, in a quite a long time. And it kicked off the year, because it was like pretty much the one of the first. I don't think it was the first movie musical that came out this year, but um, or maybe it was. But it, it kicked off what what was to come, and with other great musical musical movies, um, and just but, like
1: blockbusters, kind of. I mean, it was the one of the first yeah. big ones that was on HBO Max and theaters at yes. the time. But there, everyone was like hoping it would be a blockbuster to make movie theaters come back.
0: Yeah. And it, and it didn't, it, it no, <laughs> nobody, nobody went to go see it in theaters, which kind of sucks. I, it was one of those movies where when I was watching it, I was like, damn, this would have been really cool to see it in a movie theater, mm-hmm. but I'll take what I can get. I watched this. I watched it way too many times and um, it's back on HBO max right now too. So if you have HBO max, <laughs> then check the movie out because it's out. It's absolutely amazing. And it was um, beautiful. Yeah. Anthony Ramos too. Amazing. He's yeah. the main guy. in it. everyone's great in it, but, but, He's, he's absolutely phenomenal and yeah, it's just, it's just great.
1: I agree with you. It is great. It did not make my list, but <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> and it was what I, I did watch it immediately after I saw it in theaters, I pl- popped it on HBO max and I was like, I want to watch it again. Cause it was that good, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, um, let's see my next one. <clears throat> I don't know if you're going to like this one being on my list. Uh I know you saw this one, Um, but this was a highly anticipated one of mine for a long time. This one is the green Knight. (laughs) It was my Twitter name for a while. It's uh, the cinematography. The colors are very beautiful. I saw it with my brother and my dad. And this is um, my dad went into it thinking it was going to be a big action medieval adventure. You're not alone. And uh, my brother didn't know what to expect. And I, expected the movie that i saw and um they did not enjoy the movie so there's that i can tell you that not everyone will enjoy this movie uh i i it's i i don't know if it's long it is pretty long i think it's um it is medieval and the cinematography is unreal the world that they Mm -hmm. go into is surreal I don't know how to really explain it, except for uh, Dev Patel stars in this movie about um, where he has to just go on a, an adventure to get redemption for his pride or something like that in vague terms. Um, I don't I don't like giving away too many plot details, but just watch the trailer and know that that's one of my favorite movies. If you didn't like it, I understand it makes, there's a lot of very uncomfortable stuff in it. Like a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that, that was the first movie that I saw in a theater since I saw my, my, the movie that, that we did. Since everything, the like all
1: the theaters officially opened again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I'm gonna, and I saw it with two of my buddies. One of them really, really loved it. The other one really hated it. I was like right in the middle. And, um, I did, I think the biggest part, the the best part, the two best parts are the, actually three, three best parts of the cinematography, of course, the set design and Dev Patel. Everything else I can see, it's very long. There's one scene where he's just like, just, just walking. (laughs) I remember sitting there just being like, okay, this is a lot, this is enough walking.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that, yeah.
0: Uh, so my number six is another movie musical. And this is definitely something that nobody really knows about. It's the weird one on my list. The weirdest movie, definitely the weirdest movie I've seen this year and in a, in a, in quite, quite some time, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I understand why people don't like it and won't like it, but it's called Annette with Adam driver and, um, Marion. Oh man. What's her, what's that? girl's name she or was nominated for Golden
1: yard or something movie.
0: yeah 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 she's great in it I remember we you also telling have simon, about this one yeah and we also have simon helberg mm-hmm. um who's famously known for, for
1: yeah
0: the uh, the one of the worst tv shows of all time <laughs> the big bang theory um, hey my mom loves me.
1: that show okay
0: fight me elijah <laughs> mom, fight me. but um but uh he's he's pretty great in it but the this movie is absolutely insane and it's a it's a rock opera basically and all the songs are sang um live so it's like les mis kind of so i mean like there are plenty of parts it's a very rough musical and it's 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 kind of hard to get through there's barely any dialogue in it it's mainly just everybody singing everything it's very much like les mis but i think honestly to me it's better um
1: oh wow and this it's, uh... it's crazy who did the music for it? it's sparks right?
0: yes yeah, sparks yeah who also so, had
1: an edgar Wright directed documentary about them the same year that that came out so
0: they are yeah. a bigger
1: I guess i haven't seen yeah. either of those yet but i'm very interested in both but go on.
0: yeah um uh yeah it's, it's absolutely amazing it's on amazon prime i saw this movie um i was uh, with this girl at the time and she fell asleep before i did and i wanted to watch something and i just saw adam driver's face and i was seeing a trailer for it a while ago and i was like fuck why not and then i watched it, and immediately once it started i was like oh this is i i love this i absolutely it's so rough it's absolutely rough like because everybody's singing live sometimes the camera doesn't really hit the mark that's why it's very interesting it's Mm. it's 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 such an interesting movie but yeah just everyone just go see it's really it's it's (laughs) it's good it's i know a lot of people aren't gonna like it but I really, really did like it. I I, I loved it. I mean, like i watched it plenty times and uh, Adam driver, it's Adam driver's best performance too, because it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful
1: nightmare. Mm -hmm. This next one that I have, I think might've gone under some people's radar. Um, It definitely, I'm surprised it's on my list. Like I thought it was going to get bumped, but. Mm. um, This one is a Jason Momoa movie. And it is not mm. Dune. It is not Dune. It's, oh, yeah, that was another I
0: movie. I should put my list. I still have not seen Dune. Okay, oh, well, No, well,
1: yeah. it's, it's Dune. Dune's Dune. Um, <laughs> this one is a Jason Momoa movie. This is called Sweet Girl. It is a Netflix original. I believe oh, Jason interesting. Momoa produced it as well. It um, also has Isabella Merced, who is the live action uh, Dora the Explorer if you don't know she's also in a (laughs) few other things but um this movie is very interesting it's an interesting premise it's like an action movie right in in the way of like a revenge type movie but it's it's they're attacking like a very interesting like i don't know there's this like grounded reality to this more so than like watching like a jason bourne movie or something like that you know Mm. and uh, this movie is uh just a good action movie, like about a father and daughter, um, who is is Belmers said and Jason Momoa. And it's just a fun action movie. There's not too much depth to it, other than it's fun to watch. And I enjoyed it. The story is worth watching. And as a whole, I just think it's a, a worth watching. And I don't want to say too much about it's that's a good movie. It's a good action movie that I think is worth watching.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard too much about that movie. So that's interesting that you mentioned the
1: Yeah, I'm surprised it's on my list. So people might be surprised when they watch it and be like, "Really, this is this made his list?" But it just just hit different, I guess. (laughs) So now
0: we're hey, now we're at the top five.
1: Yo, the big ones. Five, the big ones
0: of the year so far. Of course, once again, we have to see a lot more movies, but as of now, (laughs) top five. So my number five, we've already talked about, um, is Nobody. I thought this movie was absolutely amazing. And I now realize I I have to correct myself now because I said the Green Knight was the first movie that I saw.
1: Oh yeah, that was way back in February, but, right? You saw it in
0: February. Yeah, I saw nobody, but that, I saw nobody with my brother when I was in Vegas, and I totally actually forgot about that. But nice. yeah, no this this movie absolutely amazing. Like Elijah pretty much said everything that needed to be said. Like, and uh, it's pretty predictable end, but the, it, it's it's one of those movies where it's not about the plot at all. It's not even really about how like bad the villain is. It's just the it's just Bob Odenkirk and the amazing actions. So and I just yeah, absolutely loved it.
1: That's a great way of putting it. It's like kind of like a roller coaster. Where you're like, you well, know, I can see that it comes around here, but like I'm still gonna throw my hands up and enjoy the ride, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting yeah. it of you saying how like I know where it's going, but it's enjoyable. This next one has its flaws. I'm gonna say off the bat, um, story wise. But that, there's a good reason for that, I think. Um, not to point fingers or anything, but this is the Edgar Wright movie, Last Night in Soho. Um, you can never go wrong with Edgar Wright's visuals, um, and he does a he knocks it out of the park with all of that again. Anya Taylor Joy, I thought her performance was a little underwhelming from what I'm. I, I'm kind of seeing, I'm kind of seeing a loop of what she can do, kind of oh but elijah, elijah a, <laughs>
0: that's your favorite though
1: i know we'll we'll see how the next couple of years play out but um matt uh what's matt smith is very good in it um and mckenzie she's very good in it and i hope i see more of her i think she was also in that movie old the m night Shyamalan movie old and she's also
0: she, um, Joe Rabbit.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the first time I saw her, I think. Uh, yeah. So she does. She uh, watched Last Night in Soho over old. If you're going to watch a, a movie that stars Thomas and McKenzie. But um, there's some obvious holes in this story of Last Night in Soho, which is half a horror movie, half a period piece, half um maybe romance maybe not but it's like it's pretty genre bending for Edgar Wright um but he collaborated with this other um he it was a collaboration with the writing and the story so there's some plot holes it seems and I think this just happens in the process of collaboration so the story kind of unravels in a weird way by the third act and and you kind of just have to accept it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I didn't like how a lot of things played out but the visuals can kind, kind of try to cover it but it doesn't really cover it up but the visuals alone stuck out to me and that's why it's stuck on my list again i can't go wrong with edgar wright even if the story has its problems that's that's all i have to say yeah. about Night and soho
0: so number four same people that did Spider-Verse. It's the Mitchells versus the Machines.
1: Ooh.
0: I love I love this movie so much. I think that the, the voice acting is amazing. The 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 style is amazing. And um, it's it's um, it's that animation style that I think is really it's just so unique, it's just so fun to watch. And it's this movie's definitely not better than Spider-Verse in any way, shape, or form but it is it's still it's a great follow-up to to they were trying what what they accomplished with that movie and the voice acting is just amazing too i just love the relationship between the family and even when things get a little weird with the robots it's still it's a it's a fantastic time i loved it
1: let's see so this one um did you notice that 2021 had quite a few westerns come out?
0: Yes, I did.
1: One of those westerns made my list, and that is "The Harder They Fall." That is the oh, Netflix original. I think was it? I think it was an original, but it also came out in theaters um, in uh, select cities. But it has uh, it has quite the cast, especially because it has one of my favorite upcoming actors. I guess everyone he's a pretty hot commodity right now. I've read is uh Jonathan majors and mm-hmm. Zazie beats. And it also has, uh well, I think it's one of Justin's favorites is Lakeith Stanfield. Isn't yeah, it? Maybe. He's oh, a very yeah. good character in it, but this is a, uh, and Idris Elba. And um there's a lot of people in this movie, Regina King, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is beautifully shot. It's uh, it's a good Western story. It has a lot of real history ingrained in its roots from real people that existed. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of like Easter eggs like that for people who love history. Even if you don't, you can look up stuff afterward. And, and, and and I was that interested afterward that I wanted to know about these people too, because of how they depict every character. Every character is so well done. Um and uh I hope everyone watches this like I, I, I it's very very good <laughs> a good western movie. <laughs> Wait, I think Kid Cudi is uh, nominated for an Oscar for both of those, The Harder They Fall and Don't Look Up for his original song. Really? I believe so. Or he's in that's being talked about.
0: Yeah, no, because the Oscar nominations have been come out Yeah, Maybe uh he probably got nominated for Golden Globe. Not
1: officially nominated, but like right. they're like he's discussions. Like everyone's like, oh, he's his work is prevalent in the last Good. two movies he did.
0: Good. He deserves it. Uh so the third one on my list, I uh made Elijah watch. I remember when I first watched this, I just absolutely fell in love. Uh it's Really stressful movie, but it stuck with me um, even after I was done watching it. And it has a great leading performance oh, by yeah. a, a comedian I really like called uh, Rachel Sinette. Um It's Shiba Baby. It's a great, stressful time. And it's good. It's one of those movies where the music, the cinematography, and the acting, especially from the lead actress, is all set up to be a horror movie. It looks like a horror movie. It acts like a horror movie, but it's really just about um, this family that are just going to Shiva after a, a family member <laughs> dies. A yeah, it's a few. Yeah, and um, it's uh, it. That's all you really need to know. And she has she has some secrets that she doesn't want her family to know about. And they start somehow this one life that she's currently living. And this life that her family thinks that she's living they merge into one evening and it's all set during uh real time so you're with her every step of the way and this the, the movie the way that it portrays just panic attacks in general and just being with family and like the <laughs> that that like
1: crazy just modern you have
0: it's it's so good. It's mm-hmm. I I called it an even more Jewish version of Uncut Gems. But the great thing about it, this this compared to Uncut Gems, is that you get a more likable lead character. A <laughs> and B, it's a lot shorter. It's like half the time. Mm-hmm. It's not even this movie's it's like an even, hour
1: and twelve minutes or something. Yeah, that's with credits.
0: Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, it doesn't even break an hour twenty. So I mean, like it's it it really does breeze by. But th- I'm I'm telling you guys the last. Scene of this movie <laughs> and Elijah and I talked about this before. The last scene uh. of this movie, the last line of dialogue <laughs> is so fucking funny. And you feel like once you hear this one line of dialogue, it's you just get this breath of fresh air because <laughs> it's just so funny. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends. And it's yeah, no, it's it's absolutely brilliant. And it's one of my favorite A24 movies. It's not my favorite A24 movie, though. That's gonna come up soon. Oh, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah! Another controversial one, you know me, but um, yeah, Shiva Baby was a great time, and definitely check it out. It's good to have a good young voice out there. And I think this movie's perfect for people that that struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. and all that good jazz.
1: It's great. Yeah, very. It's yeah, that was a good one. That's that's on HBO right now, right? It, or did they take it off for a little bit?
0: No, I I think it's still on HBO Max. Things yeah, it's it's gonna stick HBO there Max. for a while. Yeah, so check that movie out. It's great. It's, it's a yeah, yeah. Mm. It's kind of like watching um, a, a, just a, a an extended short film, which it is. Yeah, pretty much
1: because they had they had a short film version of it. So, mm-hmm. but um, speaking of a twenty four, that goes perfectly into my next one. Ooh. Um, this Ooh. one, Ooh. this one came out. I be- actually I think it came out in twenty twenty at Sundance. So it says 2020 on some things when you look it up, but it came out everywhere in 2021. So it's a 2021 movie, (laughs) Um, but this is an A24 Mm -hmm. movie. It's called Nine Days. Have you heard of this one? I've heard of it. It was a smaller one, I think. Um, I only saw it because I saw it on a flight. So I was like, I'm just going to, pop this one on, put the headphones in and watch it. And uh, I'm very glad that I did because I had nothing else to do except watch this movie. Sure. It was a small screen, but it's, it's, it's an interesting movie to watch on this small screen because, uh, because of how it's done. Um, If you don't know, nine days is about this. um, It's done in a really weird way, but the synopsis is a recluse man, conducts a series of interviews with human souls for a chance to be born. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's shot entirely at this house in the desert and the cast is very good. And the way it's shot is with a lot of VHS aesthetics. Um, And I would just suggest watching this because there's a lot of themes of humanity and questions that you are It's pretty interesting to hear people discuss. Um, And Winston Duke from Black Panther is so good in it. Or if you know him from Us, he's a very good role in this. It has Benedict Wong, who's a very good actor in this, who's from the MCU. And uh, Zazie Beetz is good, and Bill Skarsgård is good. Also, Tony Hale. Tony Hale is surprisingly, his his Hmm. performance is surprisingly heavy. And I've never seen him like that. Um, I'm used to Buster Interesting. Bluth. <laughs> so, uh, nine days. I would suggest watching that.
0: <laughs> this movie I'm going to talk about is another A24 movie. Uh, it's called Red Rocket, which is Sean Baker's latest uh, feature film. He also did Tangerine, and he did this movie called Starlet. And he did uh, his most recent one. I'm pretty sure his like most acclaimed is the Florida Project, which had Willem Dafoe. And um, uh, this movie is way different. So if you've seen Tangerine, this movie and Tangerine kind of go hand in hand because Tangerine is pretty heavy-handed in its themes about sex work and whatnot. So that's that. It's very interesting. But the movie and Red Rock have an interesting parallel which they both have this donut shop, which is pretty much the same donut shop. And it's owned by the same lady in it, who's also a producer of all Sean Baker's movies. Uh, Simon Rex stars in this, who's in the scary movie franchise. He was in the third one, the fourth one, mainly, and the fifth one, I think. And he's also known as uh, Dirt Nasty. He, he plays this character named Mikey Saber, and his ex-porn star goes back to his Texas, Texas city from L.A., after something shitty happened, you're not rooting for this guy. It's another thing, you know, it's controversial. He's like trying to uh, pursue a 17 year old and it is disturbing seeing him do this, but he, it's not, you don't, this the movie's never like, Oh, we need to root for this guy ever. You're never <laughs> rooting for him. But the best part about it is his performance and how you just see the downfall just continue. In the beginning of the movie, he's already at his lowest and then he thinks with this that, that he's going he's gonna to go back on top. But you're watching him just get lower and lower and lower and lower and yeah. lower until he's right back to where he was in the beginning. Even though what I said sounds like a, like a hardcore drama, it's so funny to watch this dude continue to be a complete fucking asshole. I'll compare this movie to, to Uncut Gems because you're just <laughs> watching this dude just, just get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And even you though everything he does is up so in. bad... You want to see his come up and and god damn it he does. But yeah. sex is great in this. And Susanna's son, who plays Strawberry, the girl he's trying to pursue, is absolutely great. And uh the girl, the woman that plays his ex-wife, I think it's Bree. Oh shit. She's just great too. And also the person that plays her mom, absolutely amazing. It, it's just it's it's a hysterical movie. And I it, it's something I couldn't take my eyes off of the entire time, even though most of the things that happen are pretty fucking gross and disturbing
1: (laughs) so you've been warned (laughs) um i think this next one might be on your list um it might be the last one i don't know (laughs) um but i have tick tick boom lynn manuel miranda's tick tick boom and i feel like we've been talking about this all year since we started the podcast so it's a given that this is we have a very good review. We have a movie review for quite a few of the movies we're talking about, actually. But Tick, Tick, Boom came out recently, and we have a review of it. So you can find out our thoughts on that. But it had to be on our list. It reached our expectations. Andrew Garfield hits it out of the park. Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Very, it's a successful, successful debut. Um. So it's on Netflix. Watch it. What do you have to say about? Do you, is it on your list? The number one. It's my number one movie of the year. Give us a couple of your thoughts of it. Then I
0: mean, yeah, no, it's something I've I've followed a lot. We did a review on it, so I won't go too much into it. But even though I said Simon Rex, one of the, my favorite performances of the year, the best performance of the year by far is Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom. He like he completely puts his heart and soul into the role of Jonathan Larson and the music's great. The way that they, I think that they uh, set it all up. uh, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda did a fantastic job. I love that. He just oozes the nineties with some of the, some of the musical performances and some, most of the shots and whatnot. And it's just, it's just a great movie. I think that's a great, it's a movie for everybody. It's not just for musical theater nerds. I think it's a movie for anybody that has a dream at all in the arts who who feel like they're lonely it's a Great movie, it's my favorite movie of the year. I've, I've been waiting for it, it met all my expectations. I've watched it a, a half a dozen times already, and uh, yep, I absolutely positively love
1: it. Even that though it was your number one, that's th- awesome. that's my number one movie. Yep. I mean, we have yep, been talking so, about so, it all um, year for all the people who have been here since yeah. the beginning. They know, they know, yeah. they feel it with you, yeah. Otherwise, know, they haven't it's, been it's listening, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, tick tick boom, that's on both of our lists, but I have one more movie that I just saw. It was the last movie I saw on Peter's actually of the year. And that is licorice pizza. It is Ooh. like you've said, it is. A, well, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. And um, the cool thing about this movie is uh, he's collaborating with Alana Haim. Who's from Haim the band. And he wrote this part specifically for her. And he wrote the part specifically for Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper Hoffman. And, uh, the more I learned about Cooper Hoffman, um, the more I'm interested, but like, he didn't want to get into acting and then until he did. And this was a good debut for him. And I'm very, cause he has a lot of charisma for not acting, but I guess they're all, it's like working with a family friend, I guess. And, um, his -hmm. performance shows that. So Cooper Hoffman, the main character does a great job in licorice pizza and Alana Haim does a good job too, she's uh uh the movie is a very it has its problems as well kind of because Alana Haim plays a 25 year old in 73 and she meets this 15 year old played by cooper hoffman and he just keeps creating businesses as uh things fall apart like business by business he just creates business after business and uh she's very intrigued by this kid and um yeah, it's a very good, well shot movie, well acted movie, and uh, Sean Penn's in it, and as well, um, I would just suggest watching it. So, licorice pizza,
0: and uh, isn't uh, Bradley Cooper in that as well?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Bradley Cooper's in it. I I almost forgot actually. He yeah,
0: yeah. I, w- I really want to see that. I've heard plenty of things that like it, it's like his best. It's his like. It's his best movie since uh, Boogie Nights, but it's his most feel-good and romantic since Punch Drunk Love, which I think is cool. Good, like parallel because those are my two favorite Paul Thomas Thomas Anderson movies.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's very good. So that closes yeah. out our book of favorites of 2021. Are you gonna Are you gonna toss your, toss your notebook? Um, <laughs> but that wraps up our first episode of 2022, Justin. Are you excited for the year?
0: I am. There's gonna be a lot of, lot of interesting stuff going on. So I, I can't wait. And um, yeah, there are gonna be a lot of movies that we're gonna to watch too. So oh, I yeah, can't wait. Definitely.
1: Uh follow us yeah. on everything social everything. media, history of popcorn. We do this every Tuesday. We hope you join us. Tell us what your favorite movie was from the 2021. It's gonna be hard talking about that in the past that year. Actually, no, it's not. Uh, We don't need to talk about that year at all, actually. We can move forward. We're moving forward. (laughs) Cool, cool. Yeah, thanks for coming in again and all you listeners. We're glad you're here. Justin, I guess I'll see you next week when we talk about what? Our most anticipated movies of 2022, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, no, I'm down for that. That Let's do it. All
1: right. Well, good luck today, Justin. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye, everyone.